All right, we're back with another episode of the One Thirty Two Breeze podcast. As always, this is Marlo, joined by Casey, still being social distanced away. Yeah. Um, how are things going, man? In our separate bunkers, uh, more <laughs> than six feet apart. Uh, things are going right. I think we're generally holding together. It still does feel, at the same time, very early on in this process, especially from what it sounds like how long this might go on. Um, but at the same time, feels like we've been doing this forever. So it's a very <laughs> weird, a very weird feeling. Uh, but as our podcast goes, we're holding it together without sports tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, in fact, I think we got something pretty interesting here this week. Yeah, yeah, we got uh, our boy back, Jonathan Orr, hops on with us, talks about his his business, ATS, and as well as a little bit draft talk and much Badger Badger football talk from last season and going into next. Um, went a little off the rails a little bit at the end there, but it was still yeah. fun. <laughs> sounds like, the interview sounds a little bit like our podcast. Went yeah. off the rails at the end. I didn't ask how you were doing, Milo. How are you doing? Uh, I'm I'm doing all right. I'm doing all right. Mm-hmm. I was just thinking today. I feel like it's going to be a lot harder for myself and people next week, and when the novelty wears off a little bit. Yeah. As you saw in the world, everyone's like, "Oh, let's do. Oh, we got these virtual happy hours. Oh, we got these virtual this. Da da da. Zoom is so cool. I didn't, and I didn't see any of those things. Next- but okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then by next week, everyone's like, "I hate Zoom. Yeah. What? This sucks. Let's go do something." But I can't. Yeah. Didn't didn't get invited to any virtual happy hours. My uh, feelings are hurt. I guess that kind of segues into a little bit of a disclaimer, Marlo. Uh, while there are serious things going on, uh, we recognize those. We're going to talk about some of them, and I guess in the interview we touch on it, and we'll talk about a quarant- our kind of quarantine situation after it. But uh, we're going to attempt to be lighthearted. Uh, that's not... Um, to put it in the face of any any seriousness that is happening there, but we're trying to be an outlet, I think, to uh, something to enjoy, have fun with um, in the meantime. So there's my disclaimer at the beginning of the podcast. Uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, and we'll just take it from there, Casey. With that, we'll just get right into our interview with Jonathan Orr. All right, we know bring back reoccurring guests, Jonathan Orr. Uh, Jonathan, good to have you back. It's good to be back. Thank you guys for having me on this evening. Yeah, not a problem. Um, yeah, obviously it's it's been a little bit, and we're gonna get into what we we're gonna catch up on what you've been up to, what we've been doing, especially as it comes to ATS and that. Um, but the biggest burning question I had since the last time we had talked is: you become Hollywood on us, seen you in a few commercials and a full length film. <laughs> <laughs> so tell me about that. Uh, it looked like a, I didn't see it, but I did see the uh, trailers. It looked like a uh, Detroit Miami Vice. Yeah, man, it was, uh, it's a long story. I, 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 <laughs> I'll, I'll give you the, I'll give you the gist, right? So yeah. uh, 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 my kids, I, I have three kids. My daughters, um, last year they, they wrote a song and they wanted to do a music video. So the guy who shot it, he was like, you know, I'll shoot the video for your for your daughters. He's like, I'm doing a short film and I need a couple extra actors. Do you think you can do it? And I'm like, and then we'll just sort of barter. And then I was like, yeah, man, definitely. And so and it what ended up happening, you know, he shot the video and then, a, you know, a month or so later, he's like, all right, we're going to start shooting the movie this summer. Now, mind you, he said short film, right? It's supposed to be, he said like 10, 15 minutes max. And 
in between me agreeing to it and us and, and shooting, he had just kept writing and writing. And it ended <laughs> up, we shot all summer long and it ended up being a, a full feature length, um, over hour and a half film, man. And it ended up being turning out pretty good. So, so that's the story behind that. And then the commercials, um, just something I'd always sort of had an interest in doing. And, and again, my kids, they have been wanting to do it for a while. So we went to sign them up with an agency, uh, back in 2018. And the agents, the, the, the agent was like, man, you guys might as well sign the whole family up. You know, it's, it's, it's always opportunities for sometimes they want real families, whatever. And then, uh, so we did. And that's how I started doing commercials. So, so that, that's, <laughs> that's kind of how it, the, the, the story behind both of those. All right. Yeah, so so big things, <laughs> big things happening. I thought I'd get that out of the way. I uh, like I said, I hadn't seen. I saw the trailer, and then I kept meaning to uh, get into the movie. But I'll definitely watch it now that I I do have time. Yeah, and you um, know, and 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 this week actually, it's going to be uh, available on Amazon. There you uh, go, Prime. I'm yeah. in. Oh, I'm yeah, definitely this, watching this it. Now. Week, it's called uh, Neon Detroit Nights. Neon, Neon Detroit Nights. Yep, and then Nights with a K. So you know. Oh, like okay. K and yep. There you go. Got it. There you go. <laughs> Giving the people something else to watch. That's right. There you go. All right. Um, back. Yeah. So back business. Obviously, we got the coronavirus having everyone inside quarantine, interrupted sports. We got nothing to watch. We all do have kids at home, so it kind of makes it uh, interesting as well. But basically, how are you doing in this no sports quarantine world? Gosh, it's it's rough. It is rough. <laughs> I, I I didn't realize like how much I watch sports and and just how big of a part of my life it is. And so uh, so it's been rough. We made it through the first week, and yeah. just holding on. To be honest with you. <laughs> Yeah, just hold it on here, but uh, but it, it it has provided a good opportunity just for family time and catch up and do things around the house that I've been putting off, and so so that's good. Yeah, yeah, I know. I feel you. I think. I mean, this was it was it was kind of tough with this supposed to be the weekend of the tournament, supposed to be known who's in the Sweet Sixteen right now. Um, I mean, obviously, it's Wisconsin already won the championship. That was decided. So. At least that came out of that. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> um, but yeah, but as far as your uh, ATS uh, goes, um, how is the, I mean, again, since how, since we last talked, how is that going? High level, like if you can dive into a little bit, uh, any iterations or how, how you've kind of grown since, you know, a couple of years ago. Yeah, man, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's definitely moving in the right direction. We've, um, we've, we're working with quite a few more schools. Um, we're up to about 35 universities now. Uh, we are working with some professional um, leagues and, and teams. We work with the Minnesota Vikings now, which is pretty cool. And we'll be doing some stuff with the Chicago Bears uh, there you go. soon. And, and, and uh, we just started working, oddly enough, like with the WWE, the wrestlers, man. And so, so that, that's fairly new. So it's, it's been growing, man. We've added some, some, uh, some people and, and, and uh, so, yeah, exciting times. Yeah, that's good to hear. Uh, so it's so it sounds like a little more getting a little more in professional professional teams in the mix here. Yeah, and and like in, in all honesty, when I first started the organization, I that that was I just assumed we would work with professional teams more for some reason. Uh-huh. That was just in my mind, but it ended up uh, um, not really happening that way, and we sort of got traction on the college level more. Um, mm. So. 
So it's cool to, to, to start, uh, you know, working with some professional athletes as well. Excellent. All right. And so, again, going back to the, obviously the times that we live in uh, right now with the coronavirus shutting down sports, you had a bunch of um, kind of you had a bunch of athletes that you know, the uh, NCAA tournament canceled. All the spring is canceled. I think they're give some eligibility back there. But you did have a lot of athletes that whose careers, college careers and maybe their athletic career just kind of ended suddenly and really out of their control. Um, is there anything that like you or ATS can speak of, speak to, to those players or any kind of message you're putting out there for them? Yeah, man. So, uh, the, the transition is hard enough, right? Like yeah. if it ends sort of uh, as you expected it would, but to, to have it end in this, in this way, um, I mean, it, 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 I can only imagine how rough it is. And so, uh, what we did we, we put on a couple free webinars last week um, to, to really help those athletes dealing with that premature transition and sort of sudden transition. And so uh, we just put it out, man, hoping that, that it could help um, some athletes. We ended up having between, we did two sessions. We, we had over 300 um, athletes and even some administrators from universities mm. uh, on it, man, to, just to just to learn some tools and strategies for how to help them in this time. And, and really it came down to, uh, providing uh, some some insight on how to deal with with the anxiety and, and stress you might be dealing with, uh, mm-hmm. you know, having your career end in this in, in, in this capacity, and then the other thing was just providing them with strategies on how to deal with the transition and, and to sort of uh, overcome um, the challenges that they might be facing, whether it's career wise or personal stuff. So, what? so it's available yeah. on YouTube uh, if, if anybody um, wants to check it out. Um, no, actually, it's available on our website. I'm sorry. It's on the homepage of our website at atscorp.org. Atscorp.org. So. Yeah, yeah. If you were, if you put yourself in that, you know, back in those shoes, if that was, if that was something like your career, so say your senior year or your last year there, and you weren't able to play in the last game or two, the last bowl game or whatever, because something like that came out of control, what would, uh, what would your mindset be at that time, do you think? I think if, if, well, it, it, I think it depends, right? Like if, yeah. if I was, uh, if it was like senior year and I'm getting ready to, to, and I got a shot at playing in the NFL, then mm-hmm. I would, th- that would help, right? Because now I have yeah. something else to focus on. But to have my career in just suddenly, and I, I would probably be a little discouraged. I would, I would definitely, uh, sort of have some questions. Um, you know, so, sort of some what ifs, especially if, if I were like, you know, if, if things have been progressing how I had intended for them, or I've been working towards certain goals and, yeah. and, uh, just, just the question of what if, right. And, and that would probably bother me uh, a lot. Yeah, definitely. I think, um, we were trying last week or the week before we were trying to put ourselves in the shoes and we <laughs> obviously we couldn't cause we hadn't been at that level. Uh, but I gotta, I have to imagine it just be extremely, uh, just a lot of emotions at that time, you know, sadness, frustration, um, you know, a lot of what ifs uh, that that go along with it. Yeah, thinking about you know college basketball players or in uh, college football players since the bowl game, you have a good bowl game. You know, your draft stock can go up. You have a good, you know, NFL or excuse me, uh, NCAA tournament. <clears throat> your draft stock can go up, and you're kind of, as you mentioned, Jonathan, kind of you're working towards that. You're on that trajectory, and then all of a sudden that's taken away. 
uh, that opportunity. Uh, yeah, definitely a lot of questions, definitely frustrating. So uh, it's good to hear that you have a, you know, a, a message or, or some sort of way to get these athletes to kind of help deal with that and help, help cope with, with their emotions and, and steps to go forward. Yeah, I'm, I'm again, man, I, I, I can only imagine. And so uh, I was glad we were able to put together something to, um, to provide some support during this time. So I had a question on these new uh, football leagues that were trying to come out. Uh, since the last we talked, I mean, you had the XFL who just had to cancel the rest of their season because of this. Um, the AAF before that who didn't make it through a complete season either, but for their own fault. Um, but I was curious of what your outlook on that, having other professional leagues in the United States, um, do you think that is a good avenue for a player that still wants to you know, continue on that dream of playing professionally? Or would that, or do you kind of see it as if you're not making the league, you should start thinking about making that transition now? And I guess you could take it from any point, um, any point of view you want. Like, what is your opinion or what might you might tell your, your son in that situation? Yeah, I, I, I definitely uh, I like the idea of it. I think it's, it's more opportunities. And, and yeah, I think the key word is, you know, professional, right? Like, mm-hmm. like, yeah, you might not be getting NFL money, but but still, you know, you're able to to make a decent living like those from what I understand that 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 uh, that league minimum in the uh, XFL is is pretty decent, right? To, to, to again, play football. So um, I definitely had no problem with it. And, and I've, I've also heard and you know, I've, I've, I've maybe watched one XFL game, but I heard the numbers were pretty good, the ratings, and, and um, it was doing pretty good, you know, before all of this happened. So, uh, yeah. so yeah, I, I definitely support it. Uh, you know, I don't I don't quite think anything is ever going to come close to rivaling the NFL, but it's good to have options and, and uh, provide, you know, guys with opportunities to to fulfill their dream a little more. And so, um, so yeah, I, I'm in support of it. And you know, it's like now, I, you know, I would if it was my son and, and, you know, he had opportunity to do it. I would, you know, encourage him to do it if that's what he want to do. But if it came down to, you know, you have some leagues and, you know, you guys are playing for free, basically we're paying to play. And it's, you know, some semi pro leagues and things like that. And a game like football, man, I, you know, I wouldn't support my son in that because, yeah. you know, you're paying to play a game that's physically uh challenging right and and i just yeah <laughs> yeah yeah maybe play well, we were or something. we were pretty much all in on the xfl i mm-hmm. think <laughs> if you did if you guys see one I, especially the first two weeks how long how long did they make it four weeks i can't remember now um <laughs> four or five maybe but, yeah. yeah four or five but i thought it was electric some of the rules were were pretty cool the the extra point rule was a plus in our book the double forward pass was always exciting. Um, but, yeah, I thought the XFL was – was I thought it, it really did have – like not rival NFL, but it had a chance to – it was in the right time to, to entertain myself. But Yeah, yeah. It, you know, it, it, it actually won out because it didn't have to push up against the NCAA tournament, which I thought would be the drop-off point. <laughs> so they, they might have actually got out ahead. <laughs> you know, I didn't even think about that. Yeah, <laughs> you, uh, I think you, you were on to something there. Given kind of shifting to thinking of the NFL draft coming up, and I just wanted to get 
your take on, on maybe your draft experience or preparing for the NFL draft because as a fan, you know, we go through the progress, you know, we have the bowl games and then we look ahead to the combine and the pro days and then basically from the pro days to the NFL draft is a big kind of blind spot for what draft prospects are doing. So I don't know if you want to walk us through your experience of preparing for the NFL draft or, or what is going on with these prospects now uh, as, they're, as they're getting ready for that for that draft day? Yeah, so that's a very good question. And so you're absolutely right. Combine, then, then you have pro day shortly after. And so um, so do, during a normal year, right, like, mm-hmm. like without quarantines going on, <laughs> uh, t- typically either guys will do one or two things. Either they'll, uh, wh- wherever they were training at, um, they'll continue to train there. A lot of guys leave campus, you know, might go to Florida or, somewhere that that their agent normally sends their players to train so and a lot of guys continue to train there um some guys go back to campus uh you know to 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 continue to train and just get ready for the draft and so uh so everybody's pretty much still training uh what i did as a receiver um um, it was a guy named bruce grakowski who who played in the nfl probably about 10 years quarterback out of toledo but uh, we had the same agent and so uh so we ended up he ended up coming to madison and, uh, mm. and we would we would just throw together there and and get ready for the draft. And so so guys are pretty much focused at this time. Um, it's not as crazy as it was right after the bowl game, getting ready for the combine and the all star games and things like that. So you have a little more time, but but guys are still working out daily and uh, in, in anticipation. So. <laughs> uh, speaking of yeah, speaking of pro day, did you see <laughs> did you see your boy uh, Bilma was back on campus for the for the Wisconsin pro day. No, I, I didn't. Uh, I didn't hear that. W- yeah, what was this? Uh man, it was. It was. I think Wisconsin had one of the last pro days before things got shut down. Okay. Um, and who's Casey? You know who's coaching for now? He was with the Patriots, but I think I, I just last I saw it was former Patriots or currently with the Patriots. He was there working with okay. the, the D lineman. Yeah. What? No, getting, yeah. I didn't even get there. Man, was yeah. it? Did, did it? I'm pretty sure that was a story, right? And like, was it in the papers and stuff? Like, Bill yeah. was back. And- he's back, yeah. Well, yeah, he, he was, he's I, back. Thought he was maybe trying to be the new D line coach. I don't know that. <laughs> weird spot for him to come back to. To be fair, <laughs> right? Uh, so, sticking, I guess sticking, sticking with the draft. So, get ready. For, you're getting ready for the draft. Are you in contact with the teams? Are teams reaching out to you still? Or kind of once the pro day, once you're kind of working out on your own, is it kind of, you know, are you hearing from, from teams or is it just getting ready for, for the day, making sure you're you're ready to go if and when you get drafted? Yeah, well, they'll be in communication with the agents at this time. Sure. And okay. so, uh, yeah, and, and so at this time, um, teams that, and this wasn't my case, this didn't happen with me, but like the higher round draft picks, this is where they'll start bringing them for personal workouts and or like just just meetings, right? Just mm-hmm. to you know taking them to the organization, just to meet with the coaches and staff and interview them and and sort of uh, get 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 another set of eyes on them. Um, and so uh, so that typically happens. Uh, that's one part of the communication that's happening now between um, the, the the potential draft draft prospects and the uh, and the in the in the different teams so um but again that's that doesn't happen with uh with most players that's sort of like those probably top two uh two round 
draft picks. Okay, interesting. Yeah. So then draft day comes. What was what was your draft day like? Are uh, you just sitting by a phone waiting for the call or, or with family and friends? What what did it look like for you? For me, man, it was it was it was stressful, man, just to be honest with you, because I I heard all kind of things leading up to where I could be drafted. And so uh, like literally it was from I heard from from not drafted um, would we'll, we'll go as a free agent to it. Was, I never forget. Somebody sent me one article where I was I was <laughs> I was projected first round to, to go to Pittsburgh. There you and go. So and so I'm like, what in the world? And my and my agent, you know, <laughs> He was hearing kind of all kind of things. And so I really had no idea. I was hoping for first day, uh, yeah. but that first day went by. And, and the, the, the crazy thing is, so you're sitting there. I was just with my family at home and we're watching it. And, and that, that in 2006, it was a while before any receivers got off the board. I think only two receivers got drafted in the first round. And, and then I'm like, okay. And then second round comes. A few more receivers, third round. And then before you know it, it's the end of the first day. And then the... <laughs> And then, you know, I went to bed uh, a little disappointed and got up the next morning like, surely I'm going to go, you know, top of the fourth round here. Nope. And then you start seeing receivers that you never even heard of. Right? <laughs> like like from from Sidewalk University. And, yeah. and, and it's like, man, where is this guy? He's, you know, he's 5'4", uh, 130 pounds <laughs> from Sidewalk University. And it's kind of like, man. And then. And then, I, then I eventually, I got a, a call from the Atlanta Falcons, and then they said, "Man, we're going to draft you." Now it's sixth round. Now they said, "We're going to draft you." I think they had like they were like ten picks away. They said, "We're going to draft you with our draft pick," and I'm like, "Awesome, Atlanta!" And then before they their selection came, the Tennessee Titans had called and was like, "Man, we're going to get you with our pick," and and so that's kind of how it happened. And then so all oh, of a man. sudden, then you got to switch, right? You got to switch your mindset. Because, again, I, you, you, I was hoping for first day it didn't happen. And then uh, eventually you get drafted. And, and so you got to get over that real quick because in a couple of days, you, you then have to fly out and start rookie mini camps. And so you kind of got to get out of your feelings quick. And then just be thankful, right, that you got this opportunity to continue to play football at the highest level. So. Yeah, was, so the, uh, damn, Atlanta, so that would have been, you would have been with Vic. Uh, was Vic still there in 06? Was Vic, was yeah. There in 06? Yeah. 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 Dang, well, that could have turned out different. Uh, it could have. It could have. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. In the wrong circles. Um, uh, yeah, that, no, that's fascinating. I, th- um, I think the biggest thing from that is like that that's, I didn't think about was that switch of uh, slash, you know, disappointment, excitement. And then having to be prepared the next day to mm-hmm. to, to get to work. That's uh, that's yeah, quick. Yeah, very quick. All that. Yeah. A lot of emotions in a little bit of time. I think one of the weirdest things has to be, you know, you're in your mind. You're like, okay, I'm going to Atlanta. You know, as a normal professional, right? We just get to go. Oh, I want to work in Chicago, so I'm going to apply to jobs in Chicago. But in the NFL draft, it's like you're going to one of whatever 32 cities, right? And you got to be like, okay, I'm going to pick up and move to wherever I get picked. That's got to be such a weird uh, thought process to go through and to be prepared for. You know, it, it is, man. And then to throw like on top of that, like guys are like 21, 22 years old. Yeah, right? yeah. And so part part of it is exciting. But for me at that point in my life, man, like and, and I guess I'm, I just I, I, I like stability. Right. Like like it, it was a little weird, but Nashville ended up being an awesome place, man. And. And then, um, then I had to go to Oakland 
which was not as nice as <laughs> not as nice as Nashville, <laughs> but but uh, but yeah, even that right, like just to 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 I had bought a house in Nashville, and and um, thinking you know I had a four year contract, think we'll be there long, and then I get let go, and then it's like okay, where are you gonna go now? Now Oakland, and then my wife is in Nashville still, and it, it, it you know for a lot for for most. Um, guys, like that's the career, right? Like that, you, you figure the average career is three and a half years. Some guys might play yep. four or five, but for most is, is that type of bouncing around, uh, the whole mm-hmm. time. Like I met a guy who, who played eight teams in four years. Oof, eight he played teams. for eight teams in four years. Hey. Yeah. But yeah, it just comes he, with the territory though. You said that you had worked with Bruce Gretkowski before the draft. Did you give him a hard time that you got drafted before him? <laughs> no, I didn't. We both were. I remember us both being on the phone, like, man, what in the world? Because he, I think he was the MAC Player of the Year, and and uh, and just a pretty good quarterback, man. Yeah. Like, like very good. And so, I think what I, I, if I'm not mistaken, I got drafted maybe like two picks before him or something. Or, uh, yeah, maybe like 15 here. Gotta, was it okay? Maybe. Yeah. Same, well, same, both, same both round. round? Okay. <laughs> Yeah, six. But rounds. you know, it, 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 and I never forget this. And and Bruce, he uh, he called me after he got drafted, and we both were just excited we got drafted. And and he was like, you know what, Tom Brady got drafted in the sixth round. Yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> and I was like, you're right. <laughs> oh my god, I'm so glad to hear that players actually say that too. Because us as fans, we do that all the time with our draft picks. We're like, <laughs> we just, if we get a late round draft pick, we're like, well, Tom Brady. <laughs> Yeah, and then Bruce Bruce ended up going to uh, Tampa, and that's when Gruden was the coach. And he ended Bruce ended up starting like half the season, man, because there was some injuries, and he ended up having a good rookie year. And then yeah, yeah, I think he played about 10, 11 years. I want to say maybe even more than that, actually. Yeah, I think he retired a couple years ago. So yeah, started eleven games as a rookie. Uh, total twenty in his twenties career looks like ten years. Yeah, wow. Dang. Deep into the Bruce Gradkowski talk. Yeah, <laughs> didn't think we'd end up here. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you never know. Um. All right. Did you did you get a chance to watch uh, Wisconsin play much this season? I did. Yeah, you I, did. I watched. Uh, yeah, quite a quite a few games. All right. So obviously the kind of the top, I guess, uh, skill players that are in this draft from the Badgers is uh, Jonathan Taylor and Cephas. Um, with your expertise and your expertise in NFL and draft stats, uh, what, what is your breakdown of – I'm more, more interested in Cephas. What's your breakdown in Taylor and Cephas as, a, as an NFL player? Man, I, I think Taylor is – he's going to be one of those durable sort of Wisconsin backs in the NFL. Like I, I think he'll, he'll last – Last while, a while. I hope he goes mm-hmm. to a team where he isn't carrying a whole load. Yeah, because uh, I, th- I think that can definitely uh, uh, affect the longevity of, of of his career. But but I think if he, if he gets with a good system, has another decent running back, man, I think he could play a long time and, uh, and and contribute right away as well. Cephas, man, it was so exciting watching watching yeah. Cephas this year, man. Um, mm-hmm. Just to, I I felt like, and I remember from a couple years ago, but. It just and I was I would tell people this as we would watch games. It just seemed like he had an appreciation. Maybe it's you know because of sort of what he went through. He went and, through, yeah. And uh, but he was just fearless, man. Just relentless, making plays all over the place. And I, I I really think this past season, 
you know, helped his uh, helped his uh, draft stock. So, how did his pro day go? Did you guys get to, or, or and did he go to the combine? Do you know? He's, if it did go to the combine, okay, he was strong. Uh-huh. Yeah. He could, and he jumped well. He had he didn't have a great forty, but I think people knew that. Yeah, you know um, who he reminds me of? Was you guys remember? Uh, he played at Michigan. He played with Philadelphia for the longest. Jason Avant, Jason receiver. Avant. Yeah. yeah, like Cephas reminds me of him. Just just consistent man. Just solid hands. You know, not 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 a burner. Um, yeah, but just you know, uh, uh, make plays when he has to. Just consistent and and. Uh, and you know, Avant ended up playing, you know, quite a while with, with Philadelphia there. So, yeah, Cephas had he had a subpar, I'd say, a forty at the combine, but he ran a really good one uh, at the pro day. So he, Ooh, he made up, like made up like for four, that. like four, four, like, like four, 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 five, four, five, I think. So he ran four seven at the combine. Let me see okay. if I can pull up on the pro day. Here got stats department working hard, as um four yeah four five in the four forty five at, at, the, nice. at nice. the pro day. Nice. All right. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, it was interesting. Not interesting. It was exciting. Obviously, we knew Jonathan Taylor good. Having Cephas back, um, watching him do that, and like to have two skill position players go early out of Wisconsin to the draft is not. You know that's something that doesn't happen every year, uh, so just the fact we got to see both of them play at the same time was uh, was obviously good. Yeah, Cephas. So he's only a junior, huh? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Wow. So he could come back for one more. What what is what is uh, the projections for him? Do you guys know? I thought Cephas what what fourth third fourth round. Yeah, I've okay. seen third third through fifth. Got you out there. Got you. Nice. Yeah. But I mean, you just gave him a roaring review, so I, they're yeah. going to hear this, and he's going to start flying up the draft. <laughs> yeah, right, right. <laughs> um, yeah. So I, obviously, this the the Badgers this past season got back to Rose Bowl, still couldn't, still couldn't put that win through. Um, I'm curious to get your 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 high level overview of last season and uh, and then going into this this coming season. Man, I, I, I thought um, I thought last season it was I, I thought it was good uh, overall, uh, but we we have to win sort of those big games, man. Yes. Like like yes. like that's what it comes down to. Because I, mm-hmm. I feel like like for the last ten years, maybe even mm-hmm. longer, like it's it's levels, right? And I feel like mm-hmm. we're 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 so close. We're on the brink of of tapping into like that. That at, at least like that Ohio State right sort of level yeah. right yeah. Like right now like we're right below like, it yeah man like right now like we're 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 a good program like yeah. you, like we're recognized around the country but I, I feel like to 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 go to that next level man we have to win um, these big the, the you know the, the 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 big games and to do that uh, man I don't really know what the answer is man like it's no reason. I felt like we 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 should not have won that uh, Big Ten championship game, man. Right. Like, like to just, like I don't know, I don't know, I don't know what the answer is, man. But like, yeah, I feel like this year we we have to win the the big games. It's yeah, just you think taking that step from being like a good program to a great program, we're kind of stuck in the middle all the time. 
where we feel like we're taking that step to great, and then it's just like you can't get that those big ones, the Ohio State's, the Rose Bowl games. Um, I thought that win over Minnesota to get to the Big Ten Championship was kind of be the catapult for that, but it was not. Um, do you, I, I, th- I know, it was kind of funny, I think the last time we talked, we talked, I do remember talking quarterbacks um, and how we would get a good quarterback to Wisconsin. And we believe we have one sitting on the bench in Graham Mertz. All right, from all the the talk, the stars, whatever you want to talk about, um, and obviously he was redshirted this year, and uh, but I, I don't. I mean, we've been told that it's not going to be it's not it's not going to be his time. But do you foresee the way the way the offense has been rolling? Do you still have that same take as getting quarterbacks to Wisconsin? Uh I. I really like the kid this year. What's his name? Uh, Cone. Yes, Cone. man. I, yeah. I like him. And 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 I remember when Graham came in last year, all mm-hmm. of the stars and all of that. Um, yep. And, you know, I, I didn't really like – how did his fall go? And he was there for spring ball last year, right? Yes, he was there for spring ball. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't – I don't really know, man. I, I feel like with, with – with, those two, we don't necessarily need a elite, elite quarterback. Like, mm-hmm. as long as you can get a quarterback that can make plays, um, which from what it seems like both of them can, like like when, when you need to. Uh, it will be nice to get more of a mo- mobile quarterback yeah. in there um, to, to help some, like when we had Russell Wilson. But, but uh, yeah, I, I, I guess you don't need a, a five-star quarterback at Wisconsin. You just need one who can sort of contribute and 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 make plays, and it'd be nice if they could make them with their feet sometime as well. <laughs> Although Jack Cohn did did show some wheels in that Big Ten championship game that came out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. He did. He did. <laughs> yeah. All right, Daisy, you got any uh, follow up questions? No, I, th- I think that's all I had on, on my list. Uh, you got any questions for us, Jonathan? Man, how, yeah, how was flip the, it. We'll flip it. Yeah. How, so, so how, how was the podcast coming? What, what, Marlo, what? how's the podcast coming? Good question, from Marlo. <laughs> Great question. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> hey, yeah, you know it's fantastic. How we old get is all. It now? Yeah, we we about two years. Got on two years here. Yeah. What did I put? I, episode one hundred and four. This is going to be part of episode one hundred and four. If my numbering has has been accurate, let's <laughs> be one hundred and four. <laughs> Yeah, so we're keeping going uh, with this. This this is what going to be week three. No no sports. Uh, so this is going to be really testament <laughs> to if people are going to listen to us continue to talk with no sports on. Yeah. But uh, you know, we keep the, we try to keep give the people something to listen to in these times. Awesome. Yeah, awesome. yeah we thought Thank it was you, we thought it was tough during uh, baseball season when we just had baseball, <laughs> but now we we don't even have that. So right, right. We'll we'll see what we can do, but the, I think this interview will go, uh, you know, at, at least a little way in in uh, helping us helping us uh, fill the sports void with uh, something enjoyable to listen to. Awesome, man! Well, I'm glad I was able to be a part of it. Yeah, no, I do appreciate it, uh, and also, yeah, appreciate everything you're doing at ATS, the Athlete Transition Services. Uh, I do admire it from afar. I, I see everything that you're doing. I think it's pretty awesome uh, to ha- have that resource, and you know. Congratulations on, on the, all the expansion as well, and uh, kind of flipping it to where you initially thought you were trajectory to go. So that's awesome to hear. 
Um, I'm hoping in, to see more movies. I'm definitely watching the movie. Uh, what's the name of it again? Uh, <laughs> Neon Detroit uh, Nights. <laughs> Neon Detroit Nights. Yeah. On on Amazon coming this week. Have Have you um, in your growth that you've charted in your business seen when our last podcast was and charted from there how much it's grown? Because I think that would be maybe a direct. I don't want to say a direct result. That seems a bit strong. You know, but, it. it, it <laughs> I, I'm, I'm sure it is a correlation there. I'm, 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 <laughs> Perfect. I'm sure it is, man. Hey, you know what? Can I mention one other thing real quick? Yeah, no, yeah. for sure. Man, so um, so we, we, we've, we made some traction, you know, as I mentioned earlier, but we still have a long way to go. And so, man, we are right now in the process of uh, looking for sponsors, man, um, national sponsors, regional sponsors. So organizations, companies, and we're a 501c3, so I don't, I don't a lot of people don't realize that. So, uh so we're a nonprofit organization, man, and we want to reach more athletes. We want to be able to provide services at universities who don't have budgets to to bring in um, programs such as ours. Um, we want to do more stuff uh, with youth, provide some more uh, online platforms, man, some more virtual learning opportunities for athletes. And so uh, to do that, though, is is definitely going to take resources. So. If you are an organization or a company uh, or a, uh, maybe even a private donor, you're interested in that, uh, feel free to reach out to us and, and uh, we can discuss that further. So, yeah. Where can they reach you at? If they oh, need yeah. To. Duh. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We, we can um, be reached at our website, atscorp.org. Uh, you can send us a message there or you can email me directly at uh, info at atscorp.org info at atscorp.org all right that's right get that sponsorship money get that in there uh yeah continue to do big things again thanks for coming on jonathan we appreciate your time thank you guys take care all right we're back wait all right we're back (laughs) That was good. That was a lot of fun. Yeah, that was a really good interview. Thanks, Jonathan, for dropping on. That was that was really great. Yeah, sorry for getting the time messed up, but well, but we got it done. Um, <laughs> all right. So, so we we I don't even know what week with no sports, uh, we're going on, Casey. But again, we have no sports. This is supposed to be, we're supposed to be talking about who made the Sweet Sixteen right now. Mm-hmm. Um, out of the field of sixty four. Uh, we don't have to because, again, the Badgers won the whole thing anyways. Um, but during our during our quarantine this week, well, I guess I know, we, we sh- say we won the whole thing. That happened since last podcast. We should say congratulations oh, to right. the Wisconsin Badgers won the simulated BPI bracket put out by ESPN. Mm-hmm. Uh, they did it, beating BYU in the championship game. Um, yeah. We saw there were T-shirts out there. Um relatively affordable you can find them they're out there i haven't bought one yet marlo still uh bet around the idea don't want to overburden uh mail carriers at this point with my 20 dollars t-shirt but they are out there we are simulated champions um does that make it better or worse that the trip was canceled because we um, have this simulated thing but does it make so, it more real that we could have won yeah it's so funny as you said that was last week uh, this past week but it seems so far ago but yeah i i remember this because it was on like a wednesday i think mm-hmm. it came out wednesday and i was like just getting over that we weren't gonna have basketball the next day yeah. and then espn had to do this and it and it came out and then i saw i saw that it came out 
And then I saw it was like kind of circling around our circles because I was like, I was staying away from ESPN altogether. Oh, wow. And I finally clicked on it and looked through and I was like, holy crap. Like, I thought they just had Wisconsin going like far. I didn't realize they had him winning. <laughs> and, so, and then I went through each of the games and the scenarios and it was like, it made me even more mad. It's like, well, all these situations doesn't seem too crazy. The path yeah. they had him well, going because they had all these upsets ahead of them. Right, but there you go. That's of the games they would have to play in that scenario, it is not crazy that they would have won those games. Yeah, the big upset in that bracket was Marquette beating Kansas. Yeah. And that really yeah. is what opened up the way for Wisconsin. Um, they did have us beating Duke on a last-second three-pointer, which would have been obviously sweet, sweet vengeance. Um, <laughs> but there's no way that Coach Kane, the referees, would have allowed that to happen. So true, that's true. where I kind of drew the line, and I was like, this is fantasy not reality uh because the refs would not have let that let that happen so we uh there are t-shirts i'm still trying to see if a banner will be hung for this i'm not sure um we will hang a banner on our podcast for this officially podcast bunker banners for sure we'll go there um we'll get our graphics team on that um but while we watched or read through simulated tournaments um, in our quarantine, Marlo, we yeah. still tried to fill our sports watching itch. Uh, it did not go away by any means. Um, I did want to ask you, though. Yep. Do you think when so right now there's a lot of, as you mentioned earlier, hey, the Sweet 16, we should be talking about who's in the Sweet 16, who made it out of the first week and that sort of thing. Do you think it's hard to go into the future and assume we're still under this current situation? But does it hurt more? Does it hurt more? That's a weird way to say it. Do you think it will be less bothersome when we don't have an imaginary tournament timeline that we're up against? I think so. Um, yeah, it's, the timing was definitely definitely tough. I think, it. I don't know if it will hurt more, but it will be like more or less, you know, after the tournament, then you have the Masters. And then after the Masters, it's like, all right, it's baseball. And before yeah. well, then, you know, playoff basketball starting really pretty soon after that. So... I think once the tournament time is over and pretty much at, once we get to next week, it'll just be like, this is the way, this is just the way it is. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's the NCAA tournament being such a huge part of the sports calendar and especially our sports calendar. I don't know that like what, if we're still under, I mean, obviously we're not going to have NBA playoffs when NBA playoffs would normally be, but maybe we'll have some semblance of sports at that point. Um, obviously that's wishful thinking, but like we'll start getting towards some sort of new normal and maybe have something back. I don't think I'm going to miss anything the way that I miss the NSA tournament. And I'm not going to wake up yeah. on Thursday mornings and go like, oh, games would be starting at 11 o'clock. Um, I'm not going to go, oh, NBA finals. I probably will, but like it won't <laughs> feel as, it won't feel as bad as, as the NSA tournament did. So hopefully, you know, as we go through the next couple of weeks, we can get through that and then it won't be, be so difficult. But as I mentioned, we filled our sports watching itch Marlow. We would watch some sports. Yeah. CBS put on some great, um, old championship games, uh, that were, that were interesting that I knew the results of, but didn't really remember exactly how it happened. I mean, I obviously I didn't watch like the 1982 game, which that was the first one that they aired on, I on did. Saturday. That was uh, well, I didn't watch it live. I meant I, I was oh, I didn't God. experience it live, but I, I, I rewatched some of yeah. it uh, until uh, broadcast uh, news broadcast got in the way. But um, I guess more importantly, for I, do you want to talk about that first, or do you want to talk about our shared uh, watching? No, yeah, let's talk about our shared experience, Mister. I wasn't invited to a virtual happy hour, which we actually With had. 
Well, was well it? we had a game watch. Virtual. We had a game, we watch. Had a game watch. Yeah. Uh, NCA March Badness YouTube channel released. I don't know. Release is that the right word? Put on their YouTube. Uh, the 2015 Final Four game, Wisconsin versus Kentucky. Uh, we watched it together with a, a group of friends. I don't know that they watched it, but at least they hung out with us. Uh, yep. And and we re watched it. And just reliving that experience. Knowing that we win the game, obviously that makes it much less stressful and just you can sit back, kick back, and enjoy it. But holy crap, was that a lot of fun to rewatch again. Yeah, I was surprised at how strong the emotions were still flowed yeah. in, especially right after the game. And, and at some points of like, wait, how did we win this game? Or how did we overcome that surge, especially yeah, from Kentucky? Uh, but yeah, I think that's the, that was the biggest testament. It was like, yeah, this still feels kind of good. Yeah, it was really interesting just seeing that Kentucky team. I mean, they were 40-0 going into that game, but just the players that that team had uh, was unbelievable. I mean, you have like four or five lottery picks on that team. Uh, Devin Booker's coming off the bench. You have the Harrison Twins, and just that Wisconsin was able to field a team that it it wasn't upset because they were 40-0, but like... <clears throat> it wasn't like a Cinderella story upset like you think of when you think of like Northern Iowa beating uh, Kansas or whatever that was. Like yeah. it wasn't yep. that kind of game. It was like these are two Goliaths and we were a Goliath at the time and it was amazing and it was so fun to relive and just watching Kaminsky play again, watching Decker play while harrowing, even in hindsight <laughs> at <laughs> times, uh, watching Koenig emerge as the player that he he would eventually become for the program, it was so fun. And if you uh, haven't seen it and you're listening to this, go watch it. it it'll uh, be enjoyable to rewatch. And I'm surprised how much I've enjoyed rewatching that game and other games uh, throughout the week. Yeah, absolutely. I think the um, the other game that brought up emotion was that Elite Eight game against Arizona, 2015, mm-hmm. to get to that Final Four. Um, we this one was on this was on was on TV. We were kind of live tweeting it at each other. Yeah, yeah. This was on <laughs> like, like it was what, 11, 10, 11 a.m. on Saturday. Yeah, yeah. on Saturday uh, as that was going on. But that was uh, that was a fun ride to go on as we were going back and forth on. <laughs> On the streaks, how hot we were from three. Uh, yeah. Sam Decker's swag, which I, I kind of forgot about how much swag he had while he was playing. Yeah, it's interesting watching these two games again because uh, in the Elite Eight game against Arizona, I mean, Frank, Frank Kaminsky was kind of the main point getter during the game, but Sam Decker's threes closed it out. And then in the Final Four against Kentucky, the offense just basically became Sam Decker create shots. And he drove to the hoop on one, and then he hit a step back three to kind of put Kentucky away. And it, I forgot how he had that ability, especially in these crucial moments, to kind of elevate and and make those kind of game-winning plays and how much we relied on him to do that. Not to get there. He wasn't consistent enough throughout a game to kind of carry the team throughout the game. That's why you had Frank Kaminsky there and why it made such a good team. But he could kind of elevate his game, make those clutch plays, and yeah, his swag when he hits that shot against Arizona and starts walking down the court is <laughs> it's chef's kiss, <laughs> right there. Uh, that that was great. Um, I I also found myself watching some Wisconsin games from earlier in the season. Uh, Ohio State Wisconsin game from I think it was early February was on, and it was just it was the game where we the first time I think I used the term uh, splash badgers 
<laughs> and this was kind of just at the we had just beaten Michigan State, so I think this was game two of what turned out to be an eight game winning streak. Um, and it was just this was such a fun game to watch the first time because we led throughout, and it got nervous when they got within ten or so. Uh, but it was just a kind of an easy ride <laughs> to watch the game, and then to hear uh, kind of the uh bracket projections obviously that didn't come to fruition or anything but to hear them kind of talk about this wisconsin team and then know the run that they were going to go on uh was just really interesting really interesting to watch so uh yeah yeah find find that if you can it was a lot of fun it's nice when you know the outcomes of the games in a sense because one that takes away this the fun of the actual game right but you get to kind of relive your emotions and feelings going through it like watching that ohio state game it's like, oh, they're coming back. They're coming back. Well, they were never really that close. Why was I getting so nervous when I was watching this? Uh, and in uh, I, I, Kentucky Arizona games, though, there was definitely reasons to be nervous. And a lot of times, where I'm like, how do we, how do we win this? It was very, very fun. Um, yeah. But I, I'm surprised how much I've enjoyed rewatching games. Of course, I'm cherry picking the games and watching the games Wisconsin wins. But I'm still sure. surprised how entertained I am by them, despite knowing the outcome. Yeah. Uh, I think it makes a difference that we don't have another choice, but it is. <laughs> it does make a difference. It, but I think I I agree. I uh, found myself, you know, watching a game from tip to the last to the last buzzer, knowing the whole outcome. Where you know, usually if those games are on, sometimes I'll tune in come about halftime when you know, you know, you know, you want to see the exciting ending. Yeah. But yeah, watching game tail to tail is it has been. And what you just have it, you know what, Casey? Just having the shoes squeak on the ground noise yeah. at this time of year just seems just seems right. Those jerseys were terrible, though. No, those were bad jerseys. Bad jerseys. Uh, I caught the end of the Michigan State um, Ohio State game. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was March eighth game, so I it was. I'm pretty sure. Well, it was at least senior day uh, for Michigan State. I, I think it was their last regular season game. So they sub out Cassius Winston. And it's so weird to think. Like at the time, they're applauding him for the last home game. But now we know this is watching this again, it was so much more meaningful to me, even as, not as a Michigan State fan. But I'm watching him, and we talked about this a little bit with uh, Jonathan Orr, um, just the abrupt ending of their careers. Just I know now that that was his last collegiate game yeah. ever. And that's yeah. so weird. It was so weird rewatching that and and seeing him, you know, he goes down, he kisses the the Spartan head thing at midcourt. Um, he never gets a chance to play again. It's so crazy. That's wild. Yeah, so crazy. Um, I watched a lot of re- rewatched a lot of sports, brother. I watched the Bucks game. You watched the <laughs> Bucks game. <laughs> they had a Bucks classic. Uh, nice. It was from uh, a couple years ago. I I didn't write down what it was. It was when they hosted the twenty four and O Warriors. And soon to be the twenty four and one Warriors, and it's, it was really weird watching that game just to see. I mean, they obviously they won, but like to look at this young Bucks team. You have Chris Middleton there. You have Giannis there. I'm not even sure. I don't know if he was starting. He didn't play much, but you have a lot of the ball being in the hands of like OJ Mayo. Uh, John Henson's getting minutes, and you're like to think of where that team was and the team that the Bucks had put out this year, how different it is, how much improved it was, was crazy. That said, they beat the 24-0 and Warriors. And it was a lot of fun just to watch that Warriors team, watch the Splash Bros, you know, before Kevin Durant got there, how fun that team was, even in a losing effort to Milwaukee. Like, 
the shots Steph would make and when he's driving to the like they're so fun and we haven't seen that now in like a whole year uh, and maybe won't for another year who knows but like it was really cool to see that Warriors team and the Bucks win such a big game with a a lot of questions in their lineup going back. Uh, Greg Monroe got a lot of minutes, which is kind of weird to think about in 2020, that Greg Monroe was still an NBA player, um, the way the game has changed. So anyway, rewatching quarantine, spend our time doing that. Um, anything else, Marlo, you got quarantine-wise that you want to update us on anything you've been doing differently or, or, or changing or experienced? <laughs> No, besides trying to get work done while running a daycare, no. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's been tough. Can't figure out what, what shows on Netflix to watch because I just can't commit to starting a new one. Yeah. Um, oh, I think I came up with a new app that you should mm. have, right? This is perfect. Uh, so I spend so much time just flipping through Netflix and Hulu and Amazon like looking for something to watch that I get to a point where it's like, well, I just spent a f- half hour, 45 minutes. I didn't want to watch anything now. Should just have an app that just has names of shows, their titles, and maybe a trailer, maybe a trailer, mm. and a description, and that's it. They don't even have the real content. That's it. That's the app. So then it's like, oh, you're gonna watch The Witcher. It suggests <laughs> it, it randomizes and gives you The Witcher. That's like a, a Netflix show that's popping up on when I log into Netflix. Yeah. Um, and then you're like, okay, yeah. I'll watch that. That's that's the app. Yeah. You go. I go to the trailer. Yeah. And then, you know, Hollywood or wherever, Sony, they could, like, they could test out movies and shows on this and just have trailers and see if, like, people actually click on it and want to watch it. And then, yeah. then they can go and make it and then put it on Netflix. But this is just, this is just trailers. Oh, it's this just is showing trailers. you the trailer. It's randomly it's showing, showing you a trailer. trailer. Just trailers and pictures. Yep. Yep. You know what I don't get about Netflix, Marlon? What's that? They don't have a random episode button. Ooh. And it doesn't make go. any sense. So think of Spotify, right? Yeah. You have Spotify, you can go, oh, I want to listen to this Kanye album or something, yeah. which, you know me, I often do. Go yeah. listen to my Kanye albums. Um, I like they're mine. It's on Spotify. I don't own them. <laughs> and you can play it through or you can just shuffle the all of Kanye's music or whatever, all of this album. But I've, I got to watch The Office. I have to like select an episode to start it, and then it just plays in order. Whereas if you're like watching TV, like the old-fashioned way, right? You're watching cable or whatever, mm-hmm. and you're yeah. and it's like the simpsons marathon it's just random episodes of the simpsons they're not in order but you don't it doesn't matter you just join in you've seen this a hundred times you know i like it i don't know why there's not a random button we why should start our own streaming service tomorrow yeah there we go add in the random button actually people have started a streaming service we have lots of great ideas like this you should hire <laughs> us to consult on your streaming service um but that should be a thing. Because I should just be able to go, I want to watch a random Office episode. I don't want to have to pick it. Just random Office yeah, episode. that makes it worse. Then you just start flipping down again. And now you're back to my app where you just flip down and don't actually pick anything. <laughs> so it's the same thing. It's just... Yeah. <laughs> it's a random button. do it on stick. your app instead of Netflix. Ra- random, yeah, random button obsoletes my app. Um, <laughs> all right. <laughs> all right. Um, from Corsi Casey, we actually had some sort of sports news this week. Yeah, uh, NFL kind of saved the sports week, I would have to say. Um, there was a reason to it go dominated. to ESPN. Yeah. Uh, there was a reason to to refresh or to actually, whatever, log into my app on my phone. Not log in, but whatever, click on the button uh, to get there. Uh, there's NFL free agency and whew, 
it got off to a hot start. Uh, yeah. And I guess let's start with the QB carousel because we knew this was going to be a story coming in. There was there was lots of uh, lots of quarterback aging quarterbacks kind of should be entering their prime quarterbacks right uh yeah. out on the market and the biggest name uh the one of the best quarterbacks of all time <laughs> tom brady uh says forever patriot and then says actually goodbye um and goes to the tampa bay buccaneers your thoughts dang i guess i mean i was of the sort of that he wasn't going to go anywhere that this yeah. was all for show and he was going to be back with the Patriots. So then when he sent out his Instagram that he was gone, it's like, okay. And I thought it'd be a, uh, a longer dance. But, mm. and then I, but I, I don't think the Bucks were on my radar when they yeah. said, and they said the Bucks was in, I was like, wow, poor Winston. Uh, but, <laughs> <laughs> but, but Tom Brady is in the, in the Bucks uniform. Just, just looks strange. Just looks strange. It's going to look strange. I think it's going to look extra strange just because when I think of kind of – it's not a classic jersey, right? Right. If he yep. went to, um, I don't know, San, he wouldn't go to San Francisco, Oakland. Like those are kind of like classic I, I picture – I can picture a quarterback going to that. But Tampa Bay is kind of like weird. It, in my mind, it's like when Joe Montana went to yep. Kansas City and then he's yep. in like the Chiefs kind of weird red color. Yeah. Or there are away jerseys and they got the red and yellow stripes and it's just like it doesn't look right because it's not like how I envision uh, a football jersey and that's I think where my comparison goes is Montana going to to the Chiefs. This obviously isn't the first time we've seen one a really successful veteran quarterback going to a different team. You can think Peyton Manning to the Broncos, but that felt right. That felt right. Uh, I don't really remember Montana. Like I remember Montana going to the Chiefs and I was a 49ers fan growing up because I mm-hmm. you know. You root for winning teams when you're a kid, uh, and I like Jerry Rice, but whatever. It's a whole other story I don't need to get into right now, I guess. <laughs> um, Brett Favre going to the Jets, but then obviously the Vikings, and that was always really weird and personal for me. So we've seen these kind of iconic quarterbacks move, It's but this one just seems like it's going to be off and look weird. And if he wins, I guess it doesn't matter, but it's going to yeah. look very strange. Yeah, it's going to look strange. I don't... I guess, the, and this is this will start the ultimate talk when the season's out. Is it Tom or was it Belichick? Who won all yeah. those you know, things? So I don't think Tom's going to get the better of this deal. But, yeah, we'll see. Yeah, that will be interesting. That'll be a fun thing to follow through the, the season. Uh, the, just Tom versus the Patriots uh, organization. Uh, I know the Bucks weren't on a radar, but kind of thinking about the weapons they have, I... To be honest, I can't speak to their offensive line, but they have very good skill positions yeah. uh, there. Uh, so of the teams that he was kind of rumored with, uh, this is probably the most talented offense that he could have gone to. Um, again, pardon my lack of knowledge on offensive lines, but um, the best skill-wise, I think, uh, in the skill position. So that'll be that'll be interesting to see what he can do there. Uh, other old quarterback news, Phillip Rivers going to the Colts. That, that seemed one, kind of like a done deal. What did you think? Uh, yeah, no, I, I think this one looks better. Like I, I close my eyes and I see Philip in that that blue, that white and blue down in the, and it looks mm-hmm. right. It feels right. Uh, <laughs> I'm excited. Uh, yeah, I'm excited to see where, where that goes. But I don't know. Gun. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I think it's a. I couldn't. 
I think this is the best fit for Philip Rivers. I can't imagine him going to a, a better fit for him. Uh, pretty good offensive line, I'm going to say, because uh, everyone's starting their offensive line because when Andrew Luck retired, everyone's like, they finally got a line, and then he retires. Mm. Uh, <laughs> there was a video of him reading um, books to like children, kindergartners. It was really heartwarming. Did you see this? No. Oh, it's fantastic. It's just like he's just living his life, not getting concussed. Uh, looks great. Very happy for uh, Andrew Luck. Um, put Philip Rivers to the Colts. Uh, it seems good. Uh, I think a good bridge to it still looks like people are projecting the Colts to draft a quarterback. So I think it's just a bridge, kind of see what they can get with him and then draft kind of the successor. Uh, and I think that's what Philip signed up for. Um, got to move all those kids, Marlo. Or are they just going to stay yeah. in San Diego? Uh, I mean, I, I don't, well, he didn't want to, yeah, he didn't want to go back. He didn't want to move his kids before. So is he just going to go back and forth now? I don't know. I don't think you I, I don't you can't go back and forth from No. Indianapolis. I mean probably don't move them. You're there for two years. I don't know. Yeah, well, tough. tough. Maybe call. it's half of them. Maybe half tough. of them half of yeah. them the first half of the year and then the other half second half. Do you move, the, move the older or younger half or do you even odds and even odds? Yeah, I, I get what, yeah, I like the odds and evens. Odds and evens. Or, <laughs> odds and evens. Yep. <laughs> just start and evens you're coming with that <laughs> all right <laughs> all right next next quarterback uh this one marlo uh, might hurt a little bit might hurt uh because there were some rumors he was going to the bears i guess there were somewhat rumors all these characters are going to the bears uh but teddy bridgewater to the panthers on a pretty big deal um and then the panthers kind of said anybody want to trade for cam newton <laughs> Well, yeah, no. So, I don't know how this happened. I I I initially when I heard where the Bears were going to offer him, I was talking people like there was there were people texting me that they, like they were basically having parades, and I was kind of talking them down. Yeah, and then he left, and they decided to sign him with the Panthers. Like, okay, well that happened. Um, and I just figured he picked him, and then I found out that like it was pretty much the same damn contract. That they offered Teddy to the Panthers anyway. Okay. The Panthers. So now, then I got mad all over again. Oh, because then he, you got, uh, he chose them over you. Yeah. I just thought the yeah. Bears couldn't seal yeah, the deal, but they're actually throwing, they're actually trying. They actually tried. You know? Okay. It's one of those things where they actually tried and it just didn't, it didn't work out. But, anyways, that's just spilt milk. And then when it was the Panthers, I thought, okay, well, we're just going to go get camp and yeah. then we'll talk about who we got later. <laughs> yeah, we'll talk about what you got later. Yeah, um, I saw the rumors of him going to the Bears, and I was a bit worried um, just because I still have the memories of him in a Vikings uniform uh, before his injury. Uh, he obviously won games for the Saints, but I don't know that he was the same quarterback uh, as he was before then. He did well, but not kind of. He was like Pro Bowl level quarterback, right? In Minnesota, yeah. am I misremembering this? Yeah, no, he was. He was. So. I don't know if he's back to that, but he's definitely a very serviceable and good quarterback. So I was worried about him going to the Bears. Obviously, very happy to see him go to Carolina. I don't know what this means for Cam. I mean, it essentially means that his time in Carolina is done. I can't imagine that they have both these guys whenever camp starts uh, no on the team. No way. Not at no, not a forty million guaranteed for the first two years. <laughs> that's a, that's a hell of a backup number. Yeah. Um, so yeah, yeah. This, I don't know what it means for Cam. Obviously, there's reports that Cam's not too happy. Well, why would yeah. you be? 
Uh, but yeah, Cam will be somewhere. I just I'm just curious to see what what kind of player he's going to be wherever he ends up. Yeah, for sure. Obviously, health issues there. Um, some really good. Uh, I think it was on the Ringer. I read it. Um, just kind of how we went from the was it 2015 2016 NFC Championship game where they were the 15 and one Carolina Panthers uh, get to the Super Bowl right and like yep. now we're here with it's just so weird and it, it had it's been very rocky in the meantime um, just a crazy I, I fall from grace isn't the right word but uh, you know a crazy. Um, process to how we got here uh with with cam newton i think the ringer had a really good really good piece about uh, piece about that um all right last qb carousel the big one the big name chase daniels yeah. marlo chase your daniels. boy gets another contract i think he's now oh shoot i i wrote down the the dollar amount he's made almost 50 million dollars i think it is being a backup quarterback i think he's made about nice, two hundred thousand dollars per pass attempt in the nice. nfl um that's a darren revell stat isn't it Gotta, I don't can't. I didn't write down my source sources today. Um, but I, I didn't. To be fair, I didn't totally remember the the, the statistics either. So, um, did I really steal it? If I only half remember it, murky, murky at best. Um, Chase Daniels goes to Lions, uh, gets paid to be a backup to Matthew Stafford. Uh, I don't. Know, just good for him. Good for him. Good for him, man. Chase Daniels just sticking around. Yeah. In a league that doesn't have many veteran backup quarterbacks, he is the exception to the rule. Uh, all right. Other NFL free agency, Marlon, we got some former Badgers on the move. Uh, I guess let's go. Most notably, Melvin Gordon signs a two-year deal with the Denver Broncos, stays in the AFC West. Um, in my mind, this is a good fit because I still remember the Broncos from the Shanahan days where it's like, yeah, they got zone right? blocking. They just put yes. out running backs. <laughs> zone blocking. That was my first thought exactly. It's like, here we go. Melvin Gordon, 2,000 yards, zone blocking. Let's go. Yeah. Uh, not sure if that's the case anymore <laughs> in Denver. I don't think they have a quarterback. They let Joe Flacco go. So he's available, Marlo, if you're interested in a little bit of Joe Flacco. Um, oh, I forgot. We got You got a quarterback. Never mind. All right. We'll save, yeah. we'll save, we'll save it. Um, <clears throat> So I think they're going with the Drew Locke, I think, is the, the quarterback yeah, they drafted Drew. last year. That's about it. Yeah. Um, obviously, still quarterbacks available uh, for them. But Melvin Gordon to the Broncos. <sighs> Outside of how I remember the Broncos, I don't know how good of a fit this is. Um, I think Melvin's a good running back. <sighs> I don't know where I want him to go, I guess. I, I, in, I'm trying to play it out. Like, where would I, If I did want him to go to Denver, where would I rather have him go? And I don't really have a good answer because the running back market is just so weird these days. Um, but he got he got two years. He's going to play against the Chargers twice a year, which seems like that was... Well, there were reports that it was important to him that he played against Denver. In fact, I read a report that said uh, he got offered equal money from somewhere else, or more money even, um, from somewhere else. But he chose to play in Denver so he could play the Chargers. And Adam Schefter came out and said, that's untrue. <laughs> so that was great. <laughs> yeah, it's easier. Yeah. Uh, I think it'd be good. I think it'd be good for Melvin get out of get out of LA. Get yeah, to the Broncos probably be a better player. The only thing I'm sad about he's probably not going to be on Ballers this next season because he's not going to be in LA to film. So that's that's sad. I've been calling him San Diego this whole time. Should I not be calling him San Diego? Whatever. No, he's that's on... fine. No, right. San Diego Chargers for life. San Diego yeah. Chargers for life. All right. They just uh, happen to be in LA this past. Yeah, season. yeah. It's just. Really, LA is just known as San Diego North. 
Yeah, I think <laughs> pretty pretty much is how it works. Um, all right. Uh, next, I guess let's go next biggest. Uh, at least on my my radar, Joe Schobert got paid. Went to the Jags five years, about fifty three point seven five. I wrote that. I actually wrote that one down, Marlo. Um, kind of wanted him to go to Packers. Was kind of hoping that they would they would sign him. Uh, Packers are in need, and we'll talk about their linebacker situation in a little bit, but uh, very happy for him. He did really well, Joe Schubert did, on uh, the Browns, and excited to see his career progress with the Jags. Yeah, good for good for Schubert. Yeah, just way to get out. That's that's a better way to get out, man. More, <laughs> more, more well, that you got out. Well, is the Jags organization a better organization than the Browns <laughs> at this point? I'm not... Ah, I'm not. I don't know. They got Minshew. They got Minshew. Um, God, they've given a lot of money and let two people on guaranteed contracts, and they just let them go. Uh, other notes: uh, Bo Allen uh, was on Tampa Bay, now to the Patriots. So good for Bo. And uh, lastly, here, uh, Derek Watt joins TJ in the Steel City, signing a contract with the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, so, as predicted. Predicted by the Subway commercials, the Watt brothers are getting back to getting the gang back together, and uh, two of them at least are in Pittsburgh. And my God, if JJ goes to Pittsburgh, I'm gonna not be happy. I don't like Pittsburgh for some reason. I don't know, but two of them are there in Pittsburgh. Yeah, how, yeah. How, what's the over under for how long JJ gets to Pittsburgh? I can't imagine he goes. To Pittsburgh. He <laughs> well, to be fair, mm-hmm. we'll talk about in a second. Bill O'Brien is the GM. <laughs> so <laughs> literally anything is on the table uh, for the Texans. Um, and there's a good chance he trades them to Pittsburgh for a Subway sandwich. Yeah, that that's possible. It's very it's possible. possible. Yeah. If if the Watt Mrs. Watt is on the phone negotiating with Bill O'Brien, I feel very confident that she could trade a Subway sandwich for JJ. <laughs> Yeah, it's like you gotta start. You gotta start conducting this trade around ten thirty eleven, uh, yeah. and then just start to feed into that 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 midday yeah. hunger. Yeah, there you go. That'll get him. That'll get him. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, that's what we have from former Badgers. Speaking of Bill O'Brien, I think the most confounding decision of all of the last week was Bill O'Brien's decision to trade DeAndre Hopkins to. Um, Arizona, sorry, I blanked on that. Arizona, um, for it was it a fourth fourth round pick, and David Johnson. Gotta look it up. Stats department, look it up. Uh, Whatever draft pick, uh, I know and David, David Johnson. Johnson. Stats department, yeah. Um, and and then I don't. Where do you where do you want to start with this, Marlo? I mean. It, there are reports out that they had a, a personal uh, beef with each other, um, which I don't blame DeAndre Hopkins for at all. If he's anyone who has seen Bill O'Brien run this Texans organization for the past two years, um, just an unthinkable trade, to be honest. Yeah, it's wild. It's always, I think it's wild. I, I, I don't think it's one of those situations like AB, but um, whenever you have one of your clearly best offensive weapons one of the best in the league um and just out of nowhere you trade him for i don't know i mean it was it that's not like they get nothing back but the fact that they're even entertaining trades is kind yeah. of is just kind of baffling 
yeah, it's it's strange that you trade for probably your second best player, third best player. If you want, I, I guess you can't even say JJ Watt. I want to say that, but like your second best player uh, on the team. You get David Johnson back, who, as any fantasy owner who's picked in the top seven the last two years <laughs> will tell you, has trouble staying healthy. Um, you get him back. You get a. It just it, it doesn't make any sense on on paper. It doesn't make any sense when I when I say out, out loud. They end up signing Houston Texans. Go out to sign Randall Cobb, who you know, obviously has ties to the Packers. Very good slot receiver for the Packers. Uh, did pretty well with Dallas. Did a relatively good job of staying healthy. That was Becker's concern and why they let him go. That's what you get back. It just seems just keep DeAndre Hopkins. Mend your fences. Swallow the bullet and keep one of the five best wide receivers in the NFL on your team. Absolutely baffling. Um, and maybe why you shouldn't have a one guy running your whole organization. I don't know. Maybe you should have somebody who can, can bounce this idea off of before actually pulling the trigger on a trade. But uh, this is where the Texans are. Unbelievable. All right. Uh, let's focus on the Bears. Zero in on your team, Marlo. The yeah. Chicago Bears. Uh, I get the headline. We alluded to it. We we beat around the edges of it. Chicago Bears trade. That's who traded a fourth round pick. They traded a fourth round pick. Yeah, four. And Pence is, yeah, the one, the only Nick Foles. <sighs> yeah, BDF man. Um, yeah, so picked up really. Teddy Teddy thing falls apart. Goes to the Panthers. Yep. Scrambling around, I'm hearing Foles. I'm hearing Dalton. I think we they started. Well, that was the the pre uh, combine. They said they were going to get a, a quarterback that had starting experience for uh, for the backup. All right. So, mm-hmm. anyways, we trade in a day. We get Nick Foles. Trade a fourth round pick. That's nothing. But this is just so Chicago. <laughs> uh, just pick up a quarterback that had flashes of greatness. Uh, but we all know it's not that good. Uh, just so we can sit, just so we can sit behind a quarterback that doesn't have enough confidence as it is, mm-hmm. uh, so that people can cheer for putting Nick in. And Nick has like three good good games, gives everybody hope, but it really comes crashing down back to earth uh, towards the end of season for another unsuccessful playoff bid. This now, is exciting. Or, this is exciting. Or he gets hurt. I mean, he just. Yeah, I, I would say out of the possibilities for the Bears to get. I was more worried about other rumors. Let's just say that. Uh, we talked about <laughs> Teddy Bridgewater earlier. I'm s i am would have been worried if Cam went there, even yep. if he had you know, with his health uh issues, what quarterback is he? That's still way more terrifying than than Nick Foles. Uh I just don't know what quarterback you're getting anymore uh out of him. And if it's to be a very expensive I know the uh Jags kept some of the cash, right? Some of the salary cap yeah. impact. Um, I just know what quarterback you're getting, and it's it's just a weird spot the Bears are in. Do you get somebody who can literally, legitimately come in and win the starting job like Andy Dalton, or do you just get a backup like you're replacing Chase Daniels, who can come in if Mitch stinks? Yeah. But Foles is like in the middle. Right. No. Uh, yeah, 100%. That's what I'm saying. This is just... This is, this is complete Bears, where we're just going to have... You know, where you have, if you have two quarterbacks, you don't have one type yeah. of thing. Cause they're, they, you know, it's not, like you said, Foles isn't, 
No, you can't say that he's better than Mitch. You can't say it's some things, but like it's not. There's no clear. They're, they're, if you put them both together, they're not. You're not like, well, here we go. One of these is better at this. One is better at that. Like it's just, it's just blah. There's just a lot of blah right there. Yeah. Uh, shoot, I think it was the Bears. Doesn't matter. Somebody has like eight tight ends on the roster. I think it's the Bears. <laughs> <laughs> so they lead the league in, nice. in tight in tight ends. Dude, um, wait, yeah, this is gonna have some awesome formations with eight, you have, eight tight ends out there. If eight tight ends, you have. Eight tight ends. Um, all right. Well, that wasn't the only move that the Bears made, Marlo. They signed yeah, former Packers, most uh, famously known for being a Packer, I think. Uh, yeah. Jimmy Graham. Uh, two years, sixteen million. Yeah, something like that. This is also this is this isn't just classic Bears. This is like classic Chicago. Um, <laughs> we you know have a player that would have been sounds really good on like the name sounds awesome. Like oh, we got Jimmy Graham. If this was freaking five years ago no uh yeah this would be so <laughs> so great uh just shades of Dwayne wade coming to the bulls just right here it's like i don't just why why even do this and I, you know what you know it's annoying too every time in both having with both of these i don't feel like why they have to make it such a big deal yeah they came to the bears but like all their social media does these things like jimmy graham coming to the bears right yeah no no don't care well, as somebody who watched Jimmy Graham the past two years try and get open and run with the football, it was very painful. It looks like he's running into molasses. Um, granted, to be fair, still faster than me, but yeah, <laughs> it was very tough to watch. And um, surprised he—I guess I shouldn't say I'm surprised he signed anywhere because uh, he obviously has a, a pedigree and he obviously um, has had a very good career, but. Two years in what the Bears gave him was was very surprising, and I am not afraid of him lining up against against the Packers. Uh, yeah, what, you shouldn't whatsoever. be. Uh, other Bears news: Marlowe got here and uh, essentially swapped defensive ends. Uh, cut Leonard Floyd, signed Robert Quinn. In um, I don't know what to make of it. <laughs> Floyd, Floyd, I did not like playing against Floyd. Uh, maybe I won't like, like playing against Robert Quinn. Uh, yeah, no, I, I like Floyd. I don't, as it's gotta be a sal- salary person, cap no. stuff, but yeah, exactly. That's what I say. It's, this is stuff that is salary cap that I, I, I don't understand. I think the player coming in can replace Floyd, you know, pretty well. I did, again, I did like Floyd. I love that draft pick coming in. I like, I liked watching him play, but yeah. and obviously Robert Quinn can come in and do. Yeah. Big money. They give him, I don't know. Big um, money. Well, that's when I knew the quarterback dream was over. As soon as the Teddy Bridgewater came in, then. They're like, they announced Robert Quinn comes in with this big one. I was like, well, that's over. <laughs> Interesting times. All right. Any, uh, any, anything I missed, uh, from, uh, from the bears? No, you hit, you hit the highlights. They missed out on re- uh, re-signing ha Clinton Dick. So dang tough. Dang. That's tough. Tough, tough for them. Signed with, signed with the Cowboys. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> uh, all right. Uh, I'll move out to the Packers. Marlo, we signed really quickly, actually signed, uh, linebacker. Christian Kursky um, from the Browns uh, pretty much signed him instead of re-signing Blake Martinez, Kyle Fackrell, BJ Goodson, any of the players who attempted to play inside linebacker last year. Um, I don't... We needed to... 
Blake Martinez was fine. <laughs> he was a very okay running back in in Green Bay Packer Twitter. Uh, it was very de- he was a very divisive player. You either loved him or you hated him. Uh, most people hated him and thought he was terrible. He wasn't terrible. He just was okay. Uh, and when you have an okay guy at the center of your defense, it's not great. Will Kirksey be that guy? If it sounds like if he say, he can be if he stays healthy. Uh, but that's the big question. It's kind of like the Randall Cobb question. Like, can he, if he can stay healthy, he can be a productive player. He can be a, a really good player. Um, and that's a question that obviously we'll only, we'll only uh, see in time. Uh, I can't say I know too much about him outside of that, but it seems like that's the, the linchpin of this sign. If he stays healthy, he'll be a productive player. Uh, and probably better than the what we tried to put together um, at middle linebacker. Martinez and Fackrell both on their way out to the New York football giants. Um, so they will be on the same team, which is kind of cute. I don't know. Uh, I don't think Goodson signed anywhere yet. <clears throat> I think he's still a pending uh, free agent. Other news, they signed uh, Ricky Wagner, former Badger. We didn't mention him in with the Badgers because we're mentioning him here. Um and again, this is uh, instead of, they signed him instead of Brian Belaga, uh, who signed with the Chargers. Uh, Belaga got a three-year deal with the Chargers. Um, it seems like a more stable, Belaga has a more stable pick. Uh, Belaga has had some um, injury concerns, trouble staying, a little bit of trouble staying in the field. And it seems like we're, we're just looking for somebody who can be a little bit more consistent on that uh, tough to see Brian go though uh, been a, a great Packer um, for that so those are the Packers moves ahead Marlo is there anything there I missed that you can scoop me on for for the Packers um anything anything are you are you worried are you worried about Christian Kersey no I'm in the middle of the of the Packers defense <laughs> no no, take, I, I, have more, I have better things to worry about on my own team than actually worry about beating another team. <laughs> than actually beating another team. <laughs> so, fair enough. <laughs> uh, obviously, I think linebackers still position need for the the Packers going into the draft. Wide receiver, big need. I'm liking some of the the mock drafts I'm seeing with some of the wide receivers falling to the Packers. I hope that comes true. Uh, Jeffries from LSU would be a great fit. I think. Um. Yeah, that's all I got for the Packers, Marlo. Any other NFL stuff that we missed? Uh, I'm sure there's a ton out there. A lot was happening. It was happening fast and furious. Um, and then also there was getting it was getting you know because there's nothing else going on. It was getting overreported. So I'm getting yeah. alerts about you know people that I don't <laughs> care about getting their yeah. one and two year deals. So, uh, but it was fun though. I mean, it was it was it was a little bit of a thrill. There's a little bit of a thrill the last couple of days once free agency hit. Uh, with with all the with all the news coming in and being on top of Adam Sh- Adam Schefter's Twitter, yeah, it was nice to have a, a sports distraction uh, in our quarantine amongst what all is going all is going on. Yeah. <clears throat> all right. Well, um, corner kick. Uh, Euros are officially delayed till twenty twenty one. That sucks. Man. That's um, but there was a cool graphic that showed all the players who will be back from injury. By the nice. time that happens, so there that was kind of neat. Be like, okay, well, cool. These guys, these guys will be back. Um, I saw a, if I can explain a uh, meme, verbal meme, a verbal meme. Uh, it wasn't me. It was I don't know. It was a video. Uh, there, it it's a a video 
I think I've seen the actual video itself, uh, but it's you, you know where they it's a football game and they put like the a kid in or somebody who you know was the manager of the team or whatever in to run a touchdown, and he runs you know he's running around he runs a sweep and everybody's blocking and nobody's really playing and it's Liverpool is the kid running with the ball, and then he's passing you know the defenders who are Manchester City it's Wolves it's Manchester United it's Chelsea they're all going by as he goes. And then all of a sudden, somebody comes flying out of the end zone and just levels them, and it's the depiction of the COVID virus. Oh, dang. <laughs> that was good. It's fantastic. Um, good. Stops. So COVID virus, the only thing that could stop Liverpool's championship season. Which sounds like they're, going, they're not going to start the next season until they finish this one, is what oh. they're saying right now. All right. And if they stop this one, they better freaking say Liverpool's champion. Because they were literally going to win it in like a game or two. <laughs> All right. That's the, that's, that's the the meme, verbal meme and vengeful. It's like I'm threatening that. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> this right. is Casey getting angry. Listen to me, English Premier League. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, present Casey getting, getting already pre-angry. Yeah, <laughs> and future in decisions. Case that, in case it happens, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right, cool. Well, that's it. Uh, that's all we got here. As always, you guys, find us on Twitter at 132Breeze, myself at MarloJR, Casey at ProfBadgerFan. We made it a week. You guys, continue to stay safe out there. Keep your social distancing. Do what you got to do. That's it for me, Casey. You got any last words? Well, we're... As you mentioned, we're going to try to come up with some bits and gimmicks. Uh, we had, you know, some NFL free agency this week. We had uh, Jonathan Orr was kind of enough to, to join us for the interview, but uh, it might get might get tough to get some uh, content. So give us send us your ideas, please. We'll keep looking for those. Uh, and until next time, fellow fans, I hope that you stay safe uh, and uh, entertained by our podcast. <laughs> <laughs>